1: back. Here's a look at the weekend ahead of League's Cup action. We have that Cruz Azul-Atlanta United match tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern. Santos Laguna taking on Orlando City. Austin facing Juarez Atlas taking on Toronto. The LA Galaxy will face Vancouver on Sunday at 9 p.m. and Monterrey will take on Seattle Sunday as well. 9 p.m. Eastern, all these matches on Apple TV+. Let's chat Cruz Azul-Atlanta United. These are two teams that were victims of what we're calling, what are we calling it? The messy effect? The messy, the messy mess.
2: You could call it that, the effect. The
1: messy effect. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna trademark that. I'm sure it already has been, but whatever. Yeah.
2: Um, the pink wedding. We. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Good one.
1: <laughs> well played.
2: Damn.
1: Felipe Cardenas uh, talked about it and just how, you know, sort of the discord that we are seeing in Atlanta, how Gonzalo Pineda has been unable to sort of win over that that fan mm. base, a, a fan base. That is as passionate as they come and have grown to expect success. Mm-hmm. When you look back at the the early days of Atlanta United, they make it to the playoffs in their first year, they win MLS Cup in year two. And now it's been it's been a couple years of adversity for this team. And I think that this match against Miami, in which they lost 4-0 and were just completely they had no answers. There was no answers, Charlie. And where do you go from here? You know, like where? How do, you, how do you pick up the pieces and who are you looking at to kind of turn things around? Is this a coach? Is this a player? Where does it come from?
3: It's not, it's not one player because Thiago Amada does everything in his power. How much can he do? To, to help, help this team. <laughs> yeah. He can't do any more. Free kicks, building out of, of midfield. He, he is Atlanta United. And defensively, this team has struggled. Mm -hmm. In midfield, you have Roseto and Sosa. They've been running ragged, give up possession. They're chasing the game. There's not too much that you could say, man, this team has a lot of strengths. Uh, All all that we've seen is the weaknesses of this team. If they're sitting in a low block, they get exposed. If they they play in a mid block, it's just not good enough. you look at their wide players, Lennon and Wiley, maybe they can play a little bit higher up the pitch and try and look to expose the outside backs. Um, but ultimately, this team's just not good enough.
2: But not, if you're going to turn it, not it not around, enough. it's going to be against the worst team in Liga
3: the league. The worst
4: team in the league. And, and yeah.
3: Uriel Antuna is literally their yeah. only
4: <laughs> only player that... Can hurt you against Miami. They were far be- the better team. Cruz Azul was, I thought, th- for parts. For the majority of it, until I would Messi, say until and Messi came, came, came in. in. <laughs> yeah. So to think that that team is now playing an Atlanta team who looked like you could just pick pretty much any pass you wanted against this midfield, it, it's there's going to be a lot of questions. And I think you're right, Charlie. That I think it's you look in the mirror and you say, okay, what more can I do? The, the, the players have to step up in this situation because that is not the film you're going to want to watch back as a team in the defensive effort that they had and that's all it is it's the effort it is
3: it is, it is rough and even a striker like yako maquis yorgos comes in big tall guy he's not getting service mm-hmm. he's not of players running into think,
4: channels do you think they could switch formation do you think they have to play in this formation with three in the back
3: who, I, mean, I mean, look at the midfield. But also, that means you you have to have more people. Uh, but don't you think more you emphasis get more on service the midfield
4: to, like, you get those players higher, like you just said?
3: Then you ha- that's why three in the back gives you a little bit more protection if you throw those guys forward. Yeah, I because right King now
2: Wiley going up so far.
3: The, the is ro- huh? the, the way this roster has been built. And the way they've spent money, it's been mm-hmm. a disaster. Yeah. If you're comparing it to 2017-18. and Wait, We what, kept
1: talking we're about about, they're in what, we're talking about the Tino. They're sitting seventh right now in the East. I mean, they're still in the playoffs yeah, at this but, point.
2: That was because of a great start.
1: Sure. Yeah. Is, Gonz- is Gonzalo Pineda uh, feeling the heat Unfor- at this point?
3: Unfortunately, yes.
1: You think so? Do you
2: yes. think he's Gonzalo? Got it? Gone? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act like I didn't say
3: No. Wow. Well. <laughs> The the problem though is I I don't put this all at Pineda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, it's how, you can't it, look, deal with who is it the you, roster. Look giving. at the roster. Yeah. yeah. It, the roster is just not good enough. So you ha- that's a, you have that's one a... shining star, are probably going to Soul. command get rid of the Boutman. biggest transfer fee of all time in Major League Soccer. Tiago Amada is a baller. He's mm-hmm. so good. And then the the drop off is so. Massive. I mean, there's, there's a, a huge, when you look at the juxtaposition a of, of him and of the rest space. of the team. Woof.
2: But if they're going to turn it around, it's against the worst team in Liga and Mackey's. That can help at least get them out of the group alongside Inter-Miami. They get through. There's a chance in any knockout stage. I don't think they have the, uh, the roster to do it, but at least they get out of the group. And there's a chance
1: Mm, if they
2: care about this uh, competition.
1: Yep. That game again, 7 PM tomorrow night on Apple TV plus. Okay. We are going to take a break. Um, We are chatting with Diego Luna of rail Salt Lake, who has been on an absolute tear lately. You don't want to miss that conversation.
0: eBay motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love.
1: Welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, following a great showing for the U.S. in the FIFA U-20 World Cup where he recorded a goal and three assists, Diego Luna has been on fire for his club as well as Real Salt Lake continue to make their way up the Western Conference standings. And right now, we are absolutely thrilled to welcome in the man himself, Diego Luna. Wait, you look like you're in an airport, <laughs> sir. Where are you traveling?
5: Yeah, I'm heading back to El Paso for a couple of days off, but yeah. Yeah.
1: I love it—a man wow. on the go. Uh, well, we appreciate you taking the time to to join us today on Morning Footy. Um, hey, let's let's talk about your recent form lately, because it feels like since your performance at that U20 World Cup, you have been bawling out, just playing with so much confidence, getting regular minutes. Um, what's been the difference for you?
5: I think I've. I've... I gained the, the confidence that I was needed since making my switch from New York South to Amway. And I think it was about, all about a lot of uh, mentally. I think that was the biggest thing for me. The mentor switch and the mentor aspect of, of going back on track. But I'm glad that the U 20 World Cup helped me with that. And um, coming back here and good in the moment and stuff, I think it's it positive. And it's actually my work and showing what I can do on the floor.
3: Diego, you got three goals and three assists. You've started seven games this season. How, how how important was that brace at St. Louis? Uh, I mean, at Red Bull uh, against Red Bulls, you had a bra- you had two assists at St. Louis and a goal. What what has what have you seen with, with your development in the game? Yeah, I think to be honest, it,
5: it's just confidence. It was just confidence and me playing everyone. That I know I had, but I think it was just lost in a lot of stuff mentally, and just my confidence wasn't there. So I think it was unlocking the confidence that I needed, and um, that that shows what what I can do. And I'm continuing to to be confident in my play, and things will happen.
2: Diego, I want to know, the first time I saw your photo, I thought, this guy can't possibly be in the U-20 World Cup. You you know you photograph a little bit older than you really are. <laughs> I want to know, what, what age do most people think you are when they first meet you?
5: Yeah, people, I've gotten, like, 23, 24, especially since all the tattoos, like, i never really, 19. And I think it's just also because I don't really care myself, like, I carry myself, you know, pretty mature you know, and not like, so serious. So I think like, just like, how I carry myself and how I
3: talk and stuff like that. But yeah, 24. Like you got a baby face. I yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No. Th- yeah. What do you mean? You think Under the little... facial hair, you know what I mean? I don't know about. You got that. stress lines on the eyes, dog. I mean, playing professionally is not easy, but you're getting a ton of minutes, and that's incredible.
3: With, with your style because I think your profile is much different than a number of the other attackers in in the under 20 age group what where do you see yourself in the future what position are you a are you a ten are you a false nine are you a inverted winger or are you just a, a box to box like where do you see yourself on the pitch
5: yeah I think with all the the positions I've been playing with the U20s, i also with the RSL. You know, played in the World Cup as a, as a nine, right? And then I get come back and play as a left wing for for RSL. But also my main position, I'd say, is a, is a ten, and I like to get that three walls of a ten and create things. That's what I do. But I think ten is, is where I like to, to continue my career. But of course, playing in these different positions is helping me grow as a player, no matter what. Understanding, you know, when, when I get to play as that ten, knowing where the left wing knowing where the nine is. Will be so i think overall it's just helping me grow as a, as a player
1: diego i want to ask about just the the overall experience that you had down in Argentina for that u-20 World Cup what was it like being down there what were you and your teammates up to during your downtime um, what are your best memories from that tournament
5: yeah a lot of messing around and just be hanging out and creating you know friendships that are going to be lifetime you know friendships and, and bonds that we have so i think that was pretty cool and i, I like to say that the World Cup was very special because it was a very enjoyable time. It wasn't just there for soccer and, and all business. It was, um, we, we had a good time and the guys got together really well and the chemistry was, was good and the vibe was good. So it was an enjoyable time overall. And, and the soccer aspect was really good as well. So that was a, a good thing.
2: Diego, you've you've obviously chosen to play for the US. I'm very happy about that. But you come from a, a Mexican household. Your parents are both Mexican immigrants. Was it a tough decision? We've seen a lot of dual nationals kind of, you know, have a, a difficulty making that decision. Talk a little bit about yourself and making that decision to play for the US.
5: Yeah, I think it's it's just the US has given me the opportunity. I think the US is where I grew up and where what has given me the, you know, the chance to play soccer for for all the clubs that I've played here. So I think it's it's a an easy decision for me. I think I grew up in the US and, and it all life and this is who I wanna represent and play for. Well,
3: you have a unique style when you play. And I love the way you get on the ball and you, you drive at opponents, you are calm in possession. Was there a favorite player of yours that you try to imitate? Is do you have a, a player that you idolize? Yeah, so I
5: I watched a lot of Marco Royce when I was younger and I was just somebody who who I thought had a little bit of that swag that that I kind of liked and kind of fell for. But I think overall, I've kind of just picked up on a bunch of different players and just my style is kind of – I used to play futsal a lot, so a lot of technical and and good with the ball and being calm in tight spaces. So I think a lot of it's just stuff that I picked up on my own and stuff that's already – that's just in me. And I think, um, yeah, I'm blessed to have it like that, but I think Marco Royce would be one player.
1: Diego I want to ask about your coach Pablo Mastrueni because it seems like every time this man is in charge of a team his players would run through a brick wall for them and I feel like it shows with this RSL team you guys are so tough to beat even when you go down in matches never count you guys out because you find your way to fight back in and it's it's resulted in an incredible run of form for you guys. What has Pablo brought to this team as, as a coach? And what have you learned from him personally?
5: Yeah, I think for me, that's one of the biggest things that, that he's brought to me is the, the work rate on the field, but the defensive aspect of the game, knowing that how much uh, the, the defense can create chances and how much that helps teams win. But we've, ha- we've grown this underdog mentality here at Arsdale, and it's kind of built into our DNA now where no matter what, even if the ball's not, you know, not working for us on that day, we're going to bring the, the workhorse mentality and we're going to grind it out no matter what. So that's something that we can always control. But, of course, on the ball, we have a, a lot of quality on the team and, and we, we express ourselves. And I think that's what's what's been helping us a lot. But I think the defensive
3: work is is why we're so difficult to
5: play against, away
3: and home. Diego, a number of, of teams would look at RSL and say, ah, not good enough. We're not, we're not scared to play RSL. Maybe chalk it up as three points. Now with you, Saverino, Chicho Arango, Kr- Krylak, you guys have a squad. Do you feel that you're getting the respect that you deserve now?
5: Yeah, I think teams should be scared, but I think it's, it's all for us to, to just go into every game the same way that, that we've been going in, no matter what, Leagues Cup, uh, Open Cup, and a home and away games in league. I think it's just us doing our thing and letting our quality show on the field. We like to go in as the underdogs and then, and then let our quality show when we get the ball. Like you said, those players you mentioned, just top ballers, right? So when we get there and, and everyone's knowing that we can trust each other on the defensive side, the, on the attacking side, you know, we have the quality to be there.
2: Is there one part of your body you don't have tattooed or you're scared to get tattooed? <laughs>
5: uh, my legs, my, my lower legs have been, they've hurt a little too much, so I'm like holding off on that.
2: Is that what the shin part, is that the most painful? Because everyone says yeah. it's just straight bone after the skin.
5: The the shin and the the cast, yeah, it's pretty painful. (laughs) (laughs) More painful than the neck? No, to be honest, that's what I get a lot, but it it wasn't that painful. And I also have, like, on the back of the neck, and I even have one, like, on the head right here, but it wasn't even that painful. It's kind of, it's weird. It's definitely weird because the legs are more painful.
2: What if t- we paid for it, would you get a Golasso Network right. tattoo? Oh,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Good answer. <laughs> I, I tried.
2: I tried, dude.
1: Wise decision, Diego. Do you have a favorite tattoo?
2: Um, I
5: have one with my mo- mom's name, of course. That's always gonna be a favorite. And I have one with my goddaughters with birthday, so I think those are two two of my favorite, of course, easily ones. But and then I have one on my forearm. What's uh a okay. little bigger Oh, that let's I see. can show. It has like a Ooh. soccer and, and crown and sword and everything. It just has a lot of meanings to it and stuff, so.
1: Oh, I love yeah. that.
3: Oh, that's clean.
5: So
1: yep. we we heard that um, you were going to be a father in September. So I'm. are you going to get a tattoo for your babies? Are you going to get your baby's name somewhere? Do you have a special spot picked out?
5: Oh well, my, my whole back is for. Or maybe maybe play, a, a in, or maybe, yeah, maybe my back
2: Nice.
1: Con- oh. Congrats, oh, man. Sure congrats. Thank we you love very that. Much.
3: Appreciate it.
5: All right, yeah.
1: before we let you go, we've, um, we, we can't stop talking about Lionel Messi on, on this show yeah. and uh, just kind of how incredible it is to watch him playing in, in Major League Soccer. As a player, what's it been like watching him and how excited are you to eventually take the pitch one day and face him?
5: No, yeah, I was I was laughing in that uh game against Atlanta. I think it's just it's it's just so cool but also so it, I think it's laughs of uh, just like enjoyment and just like how happy it is to see, you know, the best player that ever do now playing on our league and to have a chance to play against him, you know, in the open cups. If we both win in the semis, we can host them at home and that'd be in, you know, probably the like the best time of my life. So I think it's it's definitely fun and, and it'd be an awesome thing and hopefully to play him sooner or later to, so I can say we beat Messi.
1: There you go. I love that confidence. Yeah. Also, are you, are you going to get the, his jersey? How fast are you going to run up to him post game if that happens? <laughs> if you guys face off, you got you to get that jersey yeah. swap, man.
5: Behind the other 20 guys, even his own teammates.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, we're, uh, we're hoping for that would be an amazing final, by the way, which you can watch yeah. on the Galazzo Network. Yes. P.S. Uh, Diego Luna, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. We uh, are always, always rooting for you, and best of luck the rest of this season, man.
5: Awesome. Thank you for having me, and I appreciate it, guys.
1: Safe travels.
2: Thank you, Diego. Thank you. (laughs) Double check your gate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. For sure. All right, guys. Um, We are taking a break, but we are chatting the NWSL Challenge Cup on the other side. Yeah, that's right. We have another tournament going on, in case you forgot.
0: Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky
7: For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. Welcome
1: back to Morning Footy. Well, in case you didn't know, NWSL Challenge Cup still happening concurrently with the World Cup. Here's a look at the matches that we have to look forward to this weekend. Washington taking on Gotham FC. The O.L. Reign will face San Diego. NC Courage Orlando. Chicago versus KC Current. Houston Louisville and Angel City facing Portland. All of these matches you can watch on Paramount+. Okay. First of all, how wild is it that this Challenge Cup is happening during the World Cup? I just it's- find it very well, bizarre. It's yeah.
4: funny that both of the professional leagues, the ML- yes. MLS and have NWSL, these- have concurrent tournaments at the same time, stopping league play to play in these tournaments. I kind of like that the Challenge Cup, though, is happening
1: now. It, it, it's an oppor- I feel like it's an opportunity it for, needs- for players, right? And for teams to just kind of, like, get themselves together. Maybe teams that have been struggling in the regular season. Yeah, and it needs to be because
4: there's two more teams coming in NWCL next year. So they're going to have to fill out their rosters. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good opportunity for players to come in, play significant minutes, affect the game, show that they should be starting or should be playing more minutes, because before you know it, we're going to be picking players for the new Bay team and the new team in Utah. <sighs> That's
1: right. Yeah. it's all
2: happening. Especially if you're coming back from injury too. Yeah, like Midge Purse. Yeah, a great example. Yep. You know, if you're coming back from injury, now is a chance to sort of solidify yourself in that squad.
1: Mm-hmm. So one of the teams that I think uh, can yeah. could benefit from from the Challenge Cup or maybe try to turn things around the Chicago Red Stars. It has been a rough go for them in the regular season. It's been a rough go for them in Challenge Cup. Um, They have zero points through four Challenge Cup matches. And we have spoken at length about the defensive woes of this team and how leaky they are in the back. But yeah, look at that goal difference. ah, It's It's not not good. It's not good. Jenny, what has what has not been working?
6: for this team. Why can't they get it together. Oh, gosh you know there's so much going on off the field that we forget to mention a lot of the players have addressed it saying hey you know we have our minds on other things they're, they're, they don't have a, an owner right now I think but one of the biggest things that comes to mind when I think about how bad red stars have been obviously there are reasons for it there, there are things going on with them is that two of those defenders played themselves off the roster in my opinion. Um, Tiana Davidson and Casey Kruger could have been on this women's World Cup roster and they were in those camps. And with how bad Red Stars were on the defensive end, and a lot of times they got exposed. Tierna Davidson, I thought, got exposed a lot. Um, I thought they played themselves off the U.S. roster. And when you talk about not taking another center back, it could have been Tierna Davidson, someone who has that experience in the center back position for the U.S. women's national team. I thought that because of how bad Chicago was, um, they did not get to. Yeah. But get if
2: Alyssa Nair, Nair got in this squad, yeah. then Tierna Davidson should have been. But then we, are we the almost goals shouldn't that count. Alyssa
1: Nair had, had given up her fault. Uh, I mean, I I would argue that a lot of those goals that were conceded were due to a poor defense. Poor, de- poor defending. It, it
4: really is. But giving the ball away. I, I think Jenny makes a good point. They they do currently have an owner, but they're looking to sell the the team. And it's been there's been a lot of controversy with Chicago over the last couple of years with ownership, um, coaching. Blah, blah, blah.
6: I mean, there's One a of lot of... That's trauma. a heavy
2: blah, blah, there's blah. There's a lot of yeah. trauma <laughs> yeah. that team
6: as well. What but a
2: loaded blah, blah, they blah.
4: They played <laughs> a 3-4-3 last year. They were mm-hmm. very aggressive, but they had the midfield to do it. They had Danny Colaprico. They had Morgan Gautra. They had Vanessa DiBernardo. All three of those players left this offseason on free agency. They did not get anybody to replace them because when you don't have an owner that's willing to put money into your team you can't get these players on free agency so they weren't able to offer them a good amount of money they leave and now you're bringing in players like penelope hawking rookie great player i think she is going to do very well in this league but she's not she doesn't have almost 200 games under her belt right so uh, the difference is now they were playing in that formation now they've switched formations they get tierna davison they get kayla sharples back they're two center backs but they're both coming off ACLs, mm-hmm. so they're both kind of getting back into the groove. Casey Kruger coming back from maternity leave. Th- those are that's three of your defenders who are now playing in a four back who mm-hmm. are coming off of significant life happening, and you're just supposed to be as good as you were before. There's a lot of pressure on this team in the, in a, a various ways it's going to take a lot for them to get results in this Challenge Cup. Yeah, could they use it? They could use some joy in the way that they're playing, but it just has not been that for Chicago this year. It's difficult. It's difficult on Chris Petroselli, their head coach. You can see it when you talk with him how heavy it is because this team is working so hard. They just can't figure out a, a way to get solutions and and, and uh, ways to find
1: goals. Really, yeah. And also, I, you know, I have to remind myself. I'm like, oh yeah, Mal Swanson was yeah. a yeah, part of the team. Yeah, uh, she was this. I wasn't. know, I know, but she would have been having of,
2: a terrible season. On
1: top of with everything, squad. you know, your your leading goal scorer. But you can also dribble seven but, people exactly. Like,
2: she, how can she do that all season? Because they would have needed that. Yeah. you know what I mean. It's tough. It's yes, tough. It's, it's a tough squad. It's a tough position to be put in. But and really Mal, losing Mal Swanson, who. You know, when, when she goes down, I almost think national team first before Red Stars because she was on such a Dang. run. She was on such a run. I'm sorry. That, you know, oh, Reds- she would
4: have been the best player at
6: the World Cup. 100%. 100%. Yeah,
2: she was, she was The form she was in, 100%. Uh, it's
6: just she, so heartbreaking to even talk about because during the W Championship, she was so dominant. There was no stopping her. I mean, the ways that she was scoring goals, it, it really is so tragic. Um, but she has a long career ahead of her. I know we, we've been talking a lot of negative with these knee injuries and such, but it just mm-hmm. happens so often. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know. It does seem like a, a pattern, unfortunately. Um,
1: I don't know if you guys notice, but we've got a.
7: Uh, <laughs> our
2: biggest <laughs> yeah. fan. Charlie gets a break and he decides <laughs> <know>. to camp.
1: <laughs> I, I just look down and it's I not just see his smile at all. Yeah. I was like, what is that? Da- uh, this is oh, it's Charlie.
6: Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. If you were, if you were wondering there. why Alexis and I were, like, giggling, because yeah. he's, like, smiling up at us.
2: I know. You're talking about yeah, you the should. troubles in Chicago, and me and Jenny are just giggling, <laughs> looking each other. Charlie, how
1: did, how did the segment go from down there? Yeah, what did you I think? you guys were phenomenal. Thank wow. you. Nice. Thank wow. you. Whoa. This is adorable. A <laughs> I'm afraid that jib is going to hit you on the head.
2: If, if I get off next break, <laughs> can I sit next to you, maybe take a nap? <laughs> you hold my hand, make sure I sleep well. Sure. Wow. Any <laughs> <If I laughs> scratches? Oh, I love a good back scratch. Mm-hmm. just avoid the moles. You know?
1: Oh, I, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, is, it is definitely Friday. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jenny, uh, do you want to do some headlines for us after a break? Long She's break, like, sure, yes. <laughs> Let's give Jenny a nice extended <laughs> break oh, so balls. she can refer yeah. <laughs> headlines. <laughs> and you have that to so now I don't want to, to sit in After a quick time yeah, out. We'll be it. right back. Are they? No. <laughs>
6: Happy 30th birthday to Harry Kane. The Tottenham striker is coming off a season with 30 goals in 38 matches, but his future at the club is currently in question as Kane garners interest from Bayern Munich and PSG. The three-time Premier League Golden Boot winner has scored the most goals in Tottenham history, with 213 Premier League goals in 317 appearances. In MLS news, Inter Miami has reportedly completed the signing of young Argentinian standout Fagundo Ferries. The 20-year-old arrived from Colón in a reported $6 million deal, Farias can play as a winger and in a central role and is regarded as one of the more promising young players in Argentina's youth system. In Americans Abroad transfer news, Yunus Musa is edging closer to completing a transfer to AC Milan. The U.S. men's national team midfielder agreed to personal terms with the Rossoneri weeks ago, but Milan and Valencia had been $6 million apart in transfer negotiations. That gap appears to have closed, bringing Musa one step closer to joining Christian Pulisic at Milan in a transfer worth more than $22 million. In other transfer news, Sadio Mane is closing in on becoming the next superstar to trade in Europe's top flight for a big-money move to Saudi Arabia. According to multiple reports, Bayern Munich is finalizing a $41 million sale of Mane to Al Nasser, where Mane will turn will team up with Cristiano Ronaldo. Mane is negotiating personal terms and a medical is reportedly scheduled for Sunday. And while Saudi Mane's move to the Saudi Pro League isn't done yet, another star has officially secured his move from the Premier League to Saudi Arabia. The breaking news this morning, Al-Ali has announced the addition of Riyad Mahrez in a $39 million transfer from Manchester City. The 32 year old Algerian winger leaves City after five seasons and joins an Al Ali side that has signed Roberto Fermino and Edouard Mendy. Those are your morning footy headlines. We're going to wrap up this show shortly. Stay with us. Welcome back.
1: Here's a look at your weekend footy fix. Today, we've got some matches to look forward to. Washington Spirit taking on Gotham at 7 p.m. Eastern. We also have OL Rain taking on San Diego at 10 p.m. Eastern. Those matches on Paramount+. Plus. On Saturday, we've got some World Cup action. France taking on Brazil at 6 a.m. Panama versus Jamaica at 8.30 a.m. Both of those matches on Fox. And then on Sunday, Norway versus Philippines at 3 a.m. as well as Switzerland taking on New Zealand. Uh, those games at FS1 and Fox. Let's chat about um, our game of the weekend, which for you, Jordan, was France Brazil. I think for Charlie For too, Charlie because
3: no,
4: for was, both of us. Both for buzz. both of we both I, wanted I, it I because this is going to be Germany, but France Brazil is. The, it's the. It has the to be one. the game of the weekend okay. if you're looking at the Women's World Cup because France had. I would say a strong performance, but they go nil-nil to Jamaica. Diani had four, five, six looks at goal. Doesn't finish one of them, which you would never guess that. Now they play a Brazilian squad who is flying. Dabinia, Zanaretto, just what they can do going forward, some some real pretty football. This I, is going to be the game to watch. I
2: disagree. I think it's actually going to be Switzerland versus New Zealand. If New Zealand loses, which, again, their co-host, that would be bad, that means the Philippines have a chance to sneak in. Imagine that, your first World to. Cup. Let's go Philippines, bro. Bon C, Jolly B, Lumpia on New Year's Eve. Let's go. <laughs> He's so hyped. I love
1: it. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Jordan, always a pleasure. to have you. here
6: Jordan, this, uh, so come on. Much,
1: Guys, thanks so much for watching. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you on Monday.